Welcome to the Move Without Limits podcast, brought to you by Reload Physical Therapy and Fitness. This is where we think different to move different. Hey everyone, it's Mallory. Here we are at the Move Without Limits Season 2 podcast finale. Thank you for all your support these past two seasons. Education is a core value of ours here at Reload. We exist because we are so passionate about changing people's lives by empowerment through learning. All of your shares and reviews are daily reminders that we are on the right track, and it's what keeps this podcast going. We truly appreciate that you continue to listen and that you take the time to help us out. Thank you. So I really love two things. First being soulful big ideas that when you hear it makes you feel like oh yes I needed to hear that that resonates that helps me and second thing fun montages (laughs) season one I made a finale episode combining our final interview question which was what advice would you give a younger version of yourself be sure to check that one out if you haven't already season two where we are now we asked what is one thing someone can do right now for the betterment of their health and I let the guests answer it however they felt most inspired. This episode will be a good summary of the interviews we had this season. That way you get a taste and listen back to some of the episodes you feel most called to, after you listen to this one, of course. It's also super cool to have great advice from this many smart, beautiful, wonderful, successful people all in one place. Please enjoy. Let's hit the ground running with Derek Hansen, from episode one, simplify your training to sprint for life. Considering all dimensions of health, you could answer this any way you feel most inspired to. What is something proactive that somebody can do today, right now, for their well being? Today, I mean, obviously, you got to get up and, and move, right? But again, I'm older, and I think there's been a lot of bad publicity around stretching. And I know for myself, that I have to do, I'm not gonna say a significant amount of stretching, but I have to work on muscle lengthening and find ways to not only create length, but also it's a good way to check things and just do an inventory of like, okay, because as as you get older, things will start to hurt. and, And most of the time when something hurts, it means that you're just tightening up and maybe there's an imbalance because you're overdoing something or your body's just not as elastic. So I think, Doing something where you are creating muscle lengthening, whether it is more of a exercise-based thing or you're doing targeted stretching. And I think that's happening in yoga. I think that's happening in Pilates and other things where people are having very successful outcomes, but really you're just working on muscle lengthening and shortening and in different ways so that it keeps things healthy, right? It's like, I have to look for a new car for my son and you don't want to find a car that has a hundred miles on it and has been sitting in a garage because that car could have just as many problems as the car that has a hundred thousand miles on it. You don't know. You want to make sure things are moving and so, and the engine hasn't seized up. So I think those types of analogies are useful, but the movement piece is going to create that lengthening and shortening, but sometimes you can do it with your own stretching and and just check on things. How are my hamstrings feeling? How are my adductors doing? How are my glutes? And, and just go through that routine so that you can go, okay, yeah, I think everything's feeling good. I don't have a problem going out and doing that run or going going through that exercise class. So 
it's an awareness thing for the most part. I think that's that's the most useful thing about doing some sort of targeted stretching in a, in a therapeutic and sort of exercise manner. Episode two, understand pain and be the voice that makes a difference. We interview Katie Dabrowski. So Katie, we have a question that we're asking everybody this season. Okay. It's a little bit more of like a big picture question. Okay. But considering somebody's wellness and you could look at their wellness at any, any lens, any dimension of wellness, what is something that somebody could do right now, a proactive thing someone could do or thought they could have to help their wellness today? Oh, I love that question. I think, and it has a lot of reasons and it's, but it's very simple is to get outside and walk more. I think, and I'm sure people maybe have given that answer, but I think hanging fruit for most people when it comes to health and wellness for many things, you're going to obviously increase caloric expenditure and more movement. That's always good for people who are maybe in the more of the weight loss camp, if that's their health and wellness goals. We know at this point how important nature is in general and actually getting outside in it. A lot of us work out in gyms. I work out predominantly indoors too. So that's, it's nice to actually get outdoors. And even from a, like a neurological perspective, if I can put that hat back on, there's a lot of really cool information out there regarding our stress response and walking and lateral gazing as we're looking around and what that does for like from an inhibitory perspective to some of the stressful stress responses and stress areas and fear areas of the brain. So there's a, there's a reason, there's a neuroscientific reason why you feel better if you're stressed out after a walk. It's because of some of those inhibitory processes happening. And like, maybe it's the only time during the day that you're doing something just for you. I know for me, it's the only time during my day that I'm doing something for me. And I put on a funny podcast and I am walking and I'm like creepily laughing by myself and it makes me feel better immediately. So getting out and walking, it doesn't have to be much, but if you increase your step count, even by like a thousand steps a day and over time that adds up, that's a significant difference for overall health. Yeah. And like, you never go on a walk and you're out there and, you're, and say, oh, I wish I didn't do this. You know, every time it's like you're out there and you're like, oh yeah, this helped. <laughs> yeah. Even you say you're going to go for 15 minutes and then you're like, well, that's dumb. I can go for 30. Yeah. You're always going to do a little bit more. That's something that for me is a pretty big game changer in my mental health too. And I'm sure you guys can relate. Like we have awesome jobs, but we're always kind of on for everybody else. And which again is a beautiful thing. And I think we all love to be that person for our clients, but we have to be that person for us too. And this goes for trainers and coaches and therapists and, and chiropractors and anybody in our kind of like client facing arena. We take a lot of everybody else's stuff all day. So having time to just unwind. And for me, I'm pretty, I am always thinking about work. So a lot of the books I read and a lot of the podcasts I listen to are always about business, science, rehab. So for me, I literally listen to comedians when I go on a walk or I listen to a book that is completely outside of what my actual like job is to disconnect a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, that's helpful. We had the privilege of interviewing Boo Shexnader twice this season. The first is episode three, taking a surgical strike approach to rehab and performance. And the second is episode three, four, five, six. Episode six, Boo Shexnader part two, 
the difference between rehab and coaching is dot dot dot. Here's Boo. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. But we do have one more question for you that we're asking everybody. Sure. And that is what is one piece of wellness advice that you could give to somebody that they can do today, right now to help their health? Mm. Avoid two behaviors. I mean, there are two human behaviors that are the least productive ones and the ones that hold us back the most. And those two behaviors are rationalization and self-pity. Mm. It's easy, you know, when things are going bad or you're in a tight spot to make a bunch of excuses as to why it's easy in those situations to feel sorry for yourself. If you can stay away from those two human behaviors, they're the most unproductive ones. They're the ones that produce not only all of the, you know, some, they produce so many issues and, and, and so many problems in the world. I think if you can keep, keep your radar on for those and not allow yourself to fall trapped to those two behaviors, I don't think you can fail. Mm, that's good. Episode four, youth fitness and inclusive sports for athletes of all abilities. We interview Mike Shipper. Mike, we have a last question for you. This question you can answer in whatever way you feel most inclined or inspired to give our listeners advice. And I want you to consider a person's health. So whether it be their mental, social, and physical health, like we've talked about today, financial, spiritual health, considering all those things. What is one action someone can take today to make them healthier? So one action, and this is a philosophy of mine, through the concept of inclusion. I feel that you can better someone's health, physically, mentally, if you can turn whatever it is they're doing. It doesn't have to just be physical movement, but if you can figure out what that individual's passions or interests are, and you can build a rapport with them around those passions and interests, that is your way into that person's world. So being that we focus on sports and fitness, we try and find out from our athletes what they love, what they like, and we turn those interests into games. And once the game comes to life, they forget where they are, what they're doing, why they're doing it, it's no longer work, they're just having a great time. So that's my key to life. If you can make whatever you're doing fun, then you'll never think of it as work. That's so good. So today, go have fun. (laughs) (laughs) In episode five, we interview Dr. Amy West, celebrating woman's strength and being resilient against injury. Move. I mean, I'd say like that's kind of the first thing that pops into my head. Um, yeah, and, and people I'll have patients who'll be like, they'll have like a meniscal tear or something in their knee, and they'll say, "Well, can I, can I? I really like walking. Can I still do that? Will, will it make it worse?" I said, "It might, but what's the alternative? Do you, do you want to? St- you like walking. You want to walk, and you can do it right now." So I think it's worth the risk of that worsening. The alternative is you sit at home and you don't do anything. You tell me. So I think sometimes it will take it aback by like, wait, what? But it's not gonna make it worse? I go, it might, yeah, good. <laughs> do you, but do you, you just told me you like doing it, so so do it, you know? So, and, I, and 
goes for a lot of different injuries and there's obviously some indications where people can't but for the most part i always tell my patient it's better to be moving than not moving so if you want to do that you want to zoom you want to do it go for it uh, get moving because if you invest in moving now it'll pay off later so mm. why is not moving bad <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let, let me name the ways. I mean, inactivity, things like sarcopenia, muscle mass, declines after you essentially hit the age of 30. It starts declining whether you do anything or not. So either you have to maintain it and improve it, or you will literally wither away. And once that starts happening, you lose your ability to perform daily functions. You increase your risk of metabolic disease. And then and then, the, to, to me, the scariest thing is losing your ability to perform your ADLs for yourself. I mean, losing your independence, right? And I was here a few weeks ago with Craig Liebenson was here talking and says you lose the ability to squat independently, you lose your independence. Like you, you lose the ability to stand from a seated position, you lose your independence. So and it's like, that's true in most cases. So it's like, do you want to be relying on somebody else when you hit a certain age? Do you want to need help getting on and off the toilet? Do you, you know, do you also, do you want to buffer, you know, fitness serves as a buffer against sickness, right? So the fitter you are, something bad does happen and bad stuff happens. Accidents happen, disease happens. If you start off in a fitter place, the likelihood that something like that's going to affect you severely is, is less because you have more of a buffer there. And I think as a society, we're just happy with, as physicians, for example, we're happy with people being just like healthy, like meaning you're not sick, meaning like your markers are not in the toilet. Yeah. It doesn't mean your health, doesn't mean you're fit though. It doesn't mean that you're actually healthy either. It just means you're not sick right now. So, and uh, you know, sort of pushing, pushing the standard a little bit higher would be better for everybody, but hence why moving and, and moving well is important. Yeah. Don't be afraid of moving. Be afraid of not moving. Right. Yeah. That's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> much, much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you'll hear from Aaron Albert. His episode is about the emotional inaccessibility problem, giving language to feelings, and social media. Okay. So we have a last question for you. Okay. And that is... Four point seven three. Were you asked my Uber rating? Okay. What was the RPE for this podcast session? One to ten. One was a nap. Ten was really difficult. No. What's the RPE? <laughs> the rate of perceived exertion. Like how hard oh. we asked that for our training. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> that's funny. Actual, it's not the actual question. That's funny. Okay, sorry. What Anyways. do you feel right now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, it is today, right now, uh-huh. what is something proactive that somebody can do for their health, whether that any any dimension of health? Mm. What's your favorite advice to give? A takeaway, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man, there's so many because I'm a psycho. Like I told you, my girlfriend hates me. Maybe it's not good for me to be using psycho as like a <laughs> mental health. Let's cut that. Let's tell me we'll that. that <laughs> Passionate and eccentric. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> They're like, this dude should not be doing this job. No, because you keep it real, and I, I love that. Like, yeah, I love that. thank you. I yeah, appreciate we that. We just need to, yeah, keep it real. Man, what's one thing people could do? I, I mean, I think you just set me up for it, which is like, I think keeping it real for our wellness. Mm-hmm. We carry so much with us, and I think there's a way to... I think there's a way to unburden some of that, and, and, and we know stress has profound implications for our emotional health, but also our physical health, maybe even more, which is cortisol and insulin and and all of that stuff, right? And so 
I think to be able to, with compassion and kindness, keep it motherfucking real. <laughs> and so I would say if there's a conversation that you need to have, go out and motherfucking have it. <laughs> if there is a person, right, that, that or, or a thing like Instagram that you need to sever, go out and motherfucking sever it. Right, and I think, and that would be that would be my advice. Just give me the feels. Well, you said it. I'm just I'm just doing the poetry on it. <laughs> it's good poetry. <laughs> a snippet from our interview with Matthew Bennett is up next. His episode, we talk about post-traumatic growth and recovery resiliency using heart rate variability tracking. That's great. So, Matt, we have one more question for you that we are asking everybody. And I might know your answer, but just in case, I got to ask you. What's one action that somebody can take right now for the betterment of their health? Great. Oh, God. I knew this was coming. And I guess I got to give the honest answer. Sleep. I don't think there's any way around the importance, whether you're healing from a physical injury, whether you want to perform physically, intellectually, whether you're trying to recover from burnout, it's sleep. Most of us, yes, Elon, I know you're different. Most of us, it's eight hours of sleep. You hardly hear seven to eight anymore. In fact, I think now that there's a lot of wearables out there on 24-7, hearing eight to nine. I was on Whoop when I was trying out devices. Great sleep monitor. Most nights... I got eight, eight and a half, nine hours of sleep plus of what I needed to be my best the next day. So we've got to prioritize sleep. Google sleep hygiene out there. Tell, ask ChatGBT to tell you how to get a good night's sleep. That's <laughs> a pretty good job on it. I tried it out. Eye mask, cool room, cutting back on the caffeine, screen time. But we know how we feel, but it also almost cleans out our stress response system. So it's just such an indicator, so much so is like, if we were to suggest one thing for HRV is to take it first thing in the morning. Cause that's what's measuring is how did your sleep help you recover? And that's gonna be a predictor of what you got for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's prioritize sleep, prioritize sleep hygiene is the big thing. And I could add breathing is a close second with mindfulness. <laughs> frequency or RF breathing rates on there. But if I'm honest, sleep and sleep qualities got to be everybody's priority at this point. You had the opportunity to hear from Reload's own Dr. Joe Lipsky twice during the Move Without Limits podcast so far. First was in season one, building trust in a broken healthcare system. And this season, we did a follow-up episode, building a resilient training program for endurance athletes. Here's Joe. All right, so we have a new final question. So last season was, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself? This season is thinking about all dimensions of health. So you can take this any way you want. Financial health, social health, physical health. However you are inspired to answer this question, you can. What advice would you give to somebody as something productive they can do right now, today, for their health? Go for a long walk. Easily. Again, I I brought up physical activity guidelines. You know, 150 minutes to 300 minutes of moderate to vigorous cardiovascular exercise a week can simply be go for an hour-long walk. What is that, three times a week and you hit your cardiovascular guidelines? Go, you know, when you're walking, like, walk, 
right? Like have a little bit of a pace to it and you'd be surprised how hard it gets. You know, I, I think I would walk uphill on the treadmill. It was like a 13% incline, a three mile per hour pace. And I would burn upwards of like 750 calories. And I know people that take these high-intensity, <laughs> crazy boot class workout classes that burn less calories than that in an hour. So not only can you burn a lot of calories, it's really good for your heart. It's incredible for creating space in your life to just think and reflect. At the same time, if you don't want to be alone, do it with someone else, and then it becomes a social event. Love it. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Episode 10 is a special one because we interview both Lacey Laysoff and Emilio Flores. We talk about why strength and endurance training make such a great couple. See what we did there? <laughs> Here is Lacey and Milo. Yeah. Ooh. My one thing, I say this at the end of when I teach every class. I mean, people are probably like sick of it by now, but no one said. I don't think people fully take any time from themselves enough, I mean, maybe some people do meditation, whatever you want to do, to just be with yourself, like not on your phone, not looking at something, not whatever. So after every one of my classes, we don't really do, unless it's like a high, high intensity class, like a cool down per se or a stretch, but I always say, this is your five minutes. Don't worry about the rest of your day. If you can avoid like having to run right to the next thing, don't do it. Maybe you take a shower and you're just like in your own head a little bit or you drink some water. You go sit outside for a second or stare out a window or whatever. And I would say out of everything, you know, we talk a lot about what you can do with your body. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much more that we can do with just being present with ourselves. It sounds so cliche, but for me it's that five minutes after the training session, Calm down your nervous system and just be with yourself is what I would say. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah, I love that. Especially because I think a lot of the times when people, they have goals that are more, that you just know they're not, like, that's not your goal. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not really what you want. Mm -hmm. You create those meaningful goals in that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it might seem like you're doing nothing, but you're doing a whole lot of something in that yeah, space. Yeah, and it's a good time to be, like, you can get honest with yourself. Like, you just did something challenging. You're kind of in a raw moment. Like, think about the raw moments in your life. That's kind of one of them. Like, especially if you're doing something uncomfortable. And there's a lot of voices in our head of people in our lives, even people we love, that might influence us from things that we really don't want for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it is a good time to, I almost think of it like when people say, like, your chakras are open. Like, I think of that as a time when yeah. you're just kind of open. Yeah, so take advantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh. Love it. Well, in my case, is every single journey started with the first step. Just take it. It doesn't matter if you don't have a coach. It doesn't matter what you do. Just make sure that you take that step every time. Take that risk, even if it's uh, scary. Mm -hmm. Just go out and do it. Mm -hmm. The worst that could happen is that you end in the place that you were before. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just go out and be mobile. Move. And if you want to better your health, you don't have to follow X, Y, and Z. And focus on your own journey. This is very important. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. Uh, a lot of people are always focusing on the rest. And you tend to lose yourself in that, like meaning, finding that meaning for you. And it, I always use the airplane thing. When, when there's a loss of pressure, mask comes down. Who's the first person that puts it on? You. 
do that mask for you in every single task that you do and you're gonna be great. So for me is take that step, focus on your journey and just focus on the next step and the next step. And if you can't take 10, just take the next one and you're gonna be able to achieve great things if you do that. Mm. That was a good one. Yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Our final interview of season two, you learned from Marlon Tatteron, one of the coaches here at Reload. In this episode, you learned how to program, strength training essentials, and advice for new coaches. One question for you. What is one thing somebody could do right now for the betterment of their health? One thing. One thing. Now, be nice to yourself. I think people are just not nice to themselves. I think people talk bad about, like, almost like a, what's the opposite of motivating yourself? Discouraging yourself? Yeah, like a lot of people, just because they don't look a certain way, they always discourage themselves. Like, never gonna look like that. Never gonna be as strong as this person. Never gonna be as fast. No, be nice to yourself. It's never a destination, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. If you do the right things today, over time, you'll reach whatever you wanna reach. If you're not nice to yourself, it's a self sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. You just gonna be in a circle of just saying things to yourself over and over again and that's how people get so depressed mm-hmm. because they feel like they can't do things because of their personality or their trait be nice to yourself like that way you could actually allow yourself to heal as a person mm-hmm. be that way you accept new experience in your life mm-hmm. so that's that's how it instead of just being nice to someone just be nice to yourself first and be nice to someone. That's lovely, Marlon. Nice. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Marlon. (laughs) Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Mal. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Thanks, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for listening to Reload's Move Without Limits podcast. I hope listening today has resonated with you, helped, and inspired you to take action. See the notes in the description for a rundown of the episode with all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share this with a friend and tag us on Instagram at reload.pt. We love feedback and would be so grateful if you could write a review. It really helps us out. For more information of our services and events, you can go to our website at www.reloadpt.com or find us on YouTube. Enjoy your day and talk soon.